was really good, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> was really good. It's your girl, Miss Mary E. And this is Laugh to Keep From Crying. Now, I know you're probably thinking, what the hell happened to her last week? Well, shit did happen. Shit did get real. We had a few technical difficulties. And then it was just so much stuff going on, y'all, that I just didn't, you know, I had, you know, real life. So I had to handle my handle. My Halloween weekend was lit. I told y'all in the first episode, Halloween, that's like my favorite time of the year. Like, I get really excited about Halloween like it's Christmas for me. I don't, it's a thing. I don't know. So, went to a haunted house. I went to Hush. I believe it's in Westland, Michigan, if you've ever been. I went with my bro and my bestie. And I had a great time. I showed my ass, meaning I was screaming like a little punk. Don't judge me. Um, what else did I do? I passed out candy to the kiddos. Um, I don't know. I just, you know, lived my best life uh, Halloween weekend. It was really fun. Um, lots of great memories. Um, I didn't get a chance to dress up, though, which is kind of sad. At the last minute, I was like, I'm going to be a witch. So I called my mom like, hey, give me a witch hat from the store. You know, I got a little outfit I'm put together. And she's like, okay. And then, like, I pull up to come get her. And I'm like, okay, where's the witch hat? She's like, oh, they're all out. I'm like, what? They're all out. So now I look crazy as hell with no witch hat. But in my mind, I was a witch. People was like, you just look regular. You look over the top. So, womp womp. So this year, I did not dress up for Halloween, which is really sad for me. Because normally, I will buy two outfits. I'm sorry. Normally, I will buy two outfits um, and dress up. I'll have like a PG-13 for the office. And then I'll wear something, you know. A little bit different after five, and it didn't happen this year. Last year, I did go to a Halloween party. I dressed up. I was a a voodoo doll, which was cute. So you would think, okay, I'm vaccinated. You know, I'm gonna be out here this year, but no, that that shit didn't happen. So, boohoo. So that was my Halloween weekend. I had some candy. I went to go see the Michael Myers movie. Um, it's still playing. I think y'all can see that for free on Peacock. But let me say something. I'm done fooling with Michael Myers, okay? Like, at this point, I'm done fooling with him. Like, spoiler alert. Like, he's just never gonna die. And I'm just to the point where I'm over it. Like, okay. I'm over it. He's too old to be hunting his sister down and him still walking and nothing's affected him, so, but yeah, I did go see that, that was, it was still really good, some people was like, boo, that's corny, same thing happens every time, but it's like a thing, it's, it's a vibe, so, yeah, shout out to Jamie Lee Curtis, cause I think she produced this one, and it, like I said, it was better than the last one before it, so, it's kind of like one of the things, you gotta keep watching 
Because you didn't see the other one. So you just want to know what the hell happens next. So that was my Halloween recap. And like I said, I was doing the mostest. And so I actually did not have a chance to record like I wanted to. And then I had the technical issues. So I'm trying something out different. I'm praying the quality is still the same. You still hear me clear. Um, but yeah. So, first episode dropped. And it was positive vibes across the board. Shout out to people who hit me up and said, hey, that was a good episode. Um, I appreciate y'all. I really do. Shout out to the homies. Y'all know who y'all know who you are. I'm not I'm you know. If you know, you know. So I appreciate those that have been supporting me. Um, I'm just doing this for me. You know, whoever vibes with me, vibes with me. Whoever don't, they don't. Like it is what it is. Like this is laughs keep from crying because I be going through stuff. And life happens, and if you're like me, you just be needing an outlet. So this is my outlet, and I'm trying to stay consistent. So if you come here some Fridays and you don't got a new episode, then just listen to the last one, and uh, I'll be back with you as soon as I can. Um, People want to be guests on the show, so we're still thinking about doing the live uh, podcast. I'm unsure, you know, some of my people's a little ratchet, you know, and how we kick it is comical, but you know, I gotta see, cause you know, folks be starting telling my tea, you know, everybody don't need to know. So, that's still up for debate, but there's people that, that want to come in and kick it and have a conversation with me, so, if you are looking to be on the show outside of my peoples <laughs> hit me up on Instagram let's have a conversation I'm down for it laugh to keep from crying podcast on IG go ahead and follow follow your girl Miss Mary underscore baby you know my page is open right now but I'm going to close it back up because I'm getting some kind of like weird dms and i'm really not here for that or the scam so yeah hit me up on instagram that's the best way to reach a girl because i'm always on instagram looking for you know what's going on what's popping in the entertainment industry seeing what's going on um so i got work to do this is episode two it's only going to get better from here. If it's up, then it's stuck. You know what it is. It's lack to keep from crying. Um, so, <laughs> Martin Luther King once said, take the first step in faith. You don't have to see the whole staircase. Just take the first step. So, this is my first step. We on episode number two. We got a lot to cover since I've been gone for a week. You know, I got to give you... Some meat with those potatoes. Um, this is a very interesting topic for this episode. Um, I'm calling this one low key over it, avoiding burnout. Cause I don't know about y'all, but I've been feeling burnt out, and it's a lot. It is a lot. So we're gonna tackle, um, just 
feeling burnt out, we're going to talk about some toxic relationships, friendships, situationships. We got some entertainment news with Summer Walker and Travis Scott. Oh, boy. I don't even want to say his name right now. But we're going to talk about that. We're going to get into um, Insecure. And we're going to get into BMF. Get y'all updated on that. And your girl has also been watching some of the Zeus Network shows. Um, We're going to talk about that as well Um, at the top of the hour again. It's your girl, Miss Mary E. I need you to go get that glass of wine, get a cocktail, get a glass of water, whatever it is that you drink. Um, and let's have a conversation. Um, glad to keep from crying. Um, coming back at you in a couple seconds. Just doing a quick pause. Keep it locked. It's lab to keep from crying with your girl, the one and only Miss Mary E. So let's go ahead and dive in. So tonight's conversation or episode, however you want to call it, we're talking about toxic relationships. Now, I have to give y'all the disclaimer before we even dive into this. Because you know it's people in the back wondering where is she getting her information from. I am not a psychologist. I am not a professional. I am just somebody with a microphone in a small room giving her two cents. So let's put that out there first. Okay? Now, (laughs) when I am going through things like little stuff like this, I go to Google. Why? Because it's a thing. That's what we do. Most girls do it. I don't really think guys do it, but it's a thing. Ladies, if I'm wrong, let me know. But I will Google a question if I'm really going through it, and 9 out of 10, Google will give me the answer. So when we talk about relationships or something social of this nature, I tend to, um, like I said, Google it psychology um what is it psychology today typically will give me um some sort of information if i am seeking something so again i am not a professional (laughs) um but this is me giving my two cents so i am not telling you to go break up with your man or block your best friend but it is on you at the end of the day take heed so Toxic relationships. How to recognize if you're in one um, is the question. Um, A toxic relationship. Now, what is considered a toxic relationship? Well, according to Psychology Today, there are five signs that um, indicate that you're in a toxic relationship. And basically, a toxic relationship is something that is just not healthy for you it's stressing you the hell out so it is deemed to be 
toxic. And it's very funny because every day on social media, you see a lot of people, and I hate this, people be in relationships and the first thing they do is they go to Facebook. Which is the reason why I don't even log on my Facebook because I really am not here for the toxic relationships. Facebook is not your counselor. Facebook is not going to resolve your toxic relationship. Although I am here for the tea. Because you know it be the couples that be all in love posting their little pictures on Facebook. And then all of a sudden it just stops. And then you go to their page. And all the pictures are gone. I want to know what happens sis. Let us know the ending. You let us know the beginning. That is a toxic relationship. So... <laughs> going back to the signs of a toxic relationship, because people are going to say, well, that doesn't necessarily mean they're in a toxic relationship. Duh. It is what it is. But I do see a lot of toxic relationship statuses on social media, not just with your regular average Joe people, but with celebrities too. Um, So the first sign of a toxic relationship is subtle character assassination and that's why I mentioned Facebook um so basically sometimes in a relationship you can assassinate the person or put the person down and not know that you're putting that person down so a good example would be if if your boo came to your house and just say they ate the last of your chips. And you just look at your boo and you say, damn, you eat like a pig. You such a pig. That is an example of a character assassination. Um, It's not about whether you mean to say what you say or not, but it's it's how your partner is wired and how he or she will internalize what you say. You, a lot of times, and (laughs) I've dealt with people before, you can say something to somebody and you can really make them feel the type of way and they'll start thinking that type of way. Case in point, I remember talking to somebody, oh, I don't, I don't like giving my tea because then I got to see my people after this and they want to ask questions about who, what, when, where, and why. But I do remember being in a situation And (laughs) I remember, I don't want to, I'm going to keep it real. I remember saying something to that person in the fact of, damn, you ain't never got no money. Damn, you going nowhere fast. That was toxic. (laughs) That actually was a toxic situation, but that was me contributing to contributing to that toxic situation and I remember the person saying some crazy stuff back to me and looking back on that I'm like damn that wasn't right um so I always tell people it's not what you say it's how you say it so I would say (laughs) Going again, assassinating someone's character. I hate to use that phrase, but technically that's what it is. It's kind of like a, a verbal abuse. 
Um, if you really care about somebody, you really should watch what you say. And I have come to learn that sometimes people say crazy things like that out of anger because they're going through something. And sometimes people will make you their emotional punching bag so that they can feel better. And this is not necessarily in a relationship. This can be in a friendship or a work relationship in the office. You could have a manager or a boss that feels good making your day hell because they're stressed out. You have to be careful of what you say to people because people are definitely wired differently and they can internalize that into something else. What you say could be the reason why someone takes their life tomorrow. Well, these people say, well, they shouldn't be so sensitive. It don't necessarily mean that the person is sensitive, but you never know what somebody's going through at the end of the day. You don't know even the smallest thing could set somebody off. So in a relationship where you're supposed to feel safe and someone is saying those type of things, or and it could be something petty, whatever they're saying to you, could be the reason they go off the deep end or the reason as to why they're keying your car at 3 o'clock in the morning because you told Tyrone he was a broke mofo and he ain't never going to amount to nothing. So maybe he went and he bust the windows out your car or maybe <laughs> you told Keisha <laughs> that she eats like a pig and therefore... She's feeling some type of way. And then it starts this back and forth thing. Because I don't know about y'all, but have you ever been in a relationship where it's tick for tack? I'm going to do this. So that person does that. So they do something. So you do something that mm, the get back to get back mentality. You be very careful with that because that creates a toxic situation. The second thing, control. Control without knowing it. What is control without knowing it? That's that checking up on you. Accusing you of talking to people you shouldn't be talking to. Purposely making friends or family feel uncomfortable when they come to visit. Or this is my favorite one. Punishing you by making sure you feel bad about something. I can't stand that. So I call that mind games. Um, Basically... It's creating these type of actions and allowing that to put the strain on the relationship. Someone telling what you can, you cannot. Well, I have a friend who is in a relationship right now, and the person that she is with dictates what she wears. She can only wear certain things around him. If she wants to wear a dress, it can't be too short. Because if it's too short, it's offensive to him. When she goes places, he has to always go with her. She can't hang out alone without him. And in that same situation, he actually does assassinate her character. Because he's always putting her down. And I'm constantly having this conversation with her. I'm like, you're not allowed to be yourself. But it sounds like, and you know, you can't really tell your homegirl, 
about her man because at the end of the day, that's her man. She love him. She going to be with him. She going to go through them headaches until she can't go through it no more. She's one of them people. So, therefore, with this friend, you know, I tend to say, hey, this doesn't seem healthy. This seems a little toxic. But she knows. And her response to me is always, yeah, he acts like that, but I know that he loves me. I know that it's toxic. So I go ahead and push his buttons, too. You do get people like that. And unfortunately, that's just that's just life. I, I don't understand, but you can never tell your friend about their man or your homeboy about their girl. If they're in love, all they're going to see is what they're going to see. Um... But you know it's toxic. And and nine out of ten, they know. They know. Um, jealous or passive aggressive behavior is another sign. Um, the person just being real jealous and you shouldn't talk to this people or you shouldn't be friends with this people or with this person. Um and just basically just making everybody feel uncomfortable. Because in that same situation, My friend, her boyfriend is so jealous. I mean, he's so cool. When I see him, I'm like, hey, what's up? You know, but he's very jealous. He don't even want somebody standing next to her. You know, he gets uncomfortable. And I I look, I'm like, it's a him thing. It's it's not her because she's the sweetest person in the world. And she would never, ever, 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 you know, like cheat. In her relationship. Because she's she's not like that. She's sweet as pie. So I know it's a him thing. I know it's a him feeling insecure. But at the end of the day. How long are you going to deal with that? Um, The fourth sign. Is never taking ownership. That person is never. Wrong for anything. And I don't know about y'all. But I remember dating someone. Who was a narcissist. And this mofo was never wrong. Anything that happened. He he was never wrong. It was always because it was me. Well you shouldn't have done this. Or you shouldn't have said that. And I'm like damn. I make this joke with my friends. And Q and Kiki y'all already know. It's all fun and games. Until the dog gets sick. And they know what I mean when I say that. It's all fun and games. Until you don't get what you want. But that person never, never took ownership of any of the things that they did wrong. I said, you know what? This is a toxic situation. I don't need to be in this. Because how is things? How are things always my fault? How come it's it's never you? I had to sit there and really look deep within myself. I said, it's something wrong with this person. Um, And then and this last one kind of goes back with that situation. Negativity for too long. If a person is always doom and gloom and they never have a good day, that is a recipe for a toxic relationship. If every time you hit me up, And in that same relationship, every time you hit me up, you're having a bad day. Oh, the world is just, oh, nothing's going right. I say good morning, you immediately go into your bullshit. 
it's a toxic situation for me. And I don't know about y'all, but I, I can't do it. Not in 2021, and I couldn't do it in 2020 either. Um, Some toxic people crave that attention. I... <laughs> So, (laughs) stepping out of, we're talking about relationships, friendships. I had a friend years ago. We were, like, really great friends. And every day, she talked about her boyfriend. How she was so unhappy. So unhappy. And it was times where I was going through my little things and, it would be, hey, friend, hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? And then I would go into, well, I'm good. But before I even had the chance to give her the butt, she'd cut me off and go into her problems with the same person. And I was like, wow. And at first I thought, well, maybe I'm not being a good friend. Because, you know, as friend, you know, when your friends go through stuff, you want to be there for them. Everybody around me was over this girl in her complaining. And the person she was complaining about was actually a friend of mine. And and he didn't even get it. He was just like, I don't understand. And he was like, why am I always the topic of conversation? And the friendship became so one-sided that I actually had to check her one day. I was like, look, I don't want to hear about this no more. I don't care what's going on in your relationship because I'm feeling like this is one-sided and it's always about you. And I was like, this friendship isn't doing much for me anymore. And I ended up having to like severance ties with her because I was over it. Like you can only talk me to death for so long where I'm just going to have to cut you off completely. And I mean, it sounds mean, but it really was messing with my attitude. Like, Every day was doom and gloom. This person never had a good day. And then when I had a good day and I wanted to talk about it, it went back to her making it about her situation. And I'm not going to tell you what happened with this situation. But, uh, yeah, so we severance ties and, you know, everyone, She it became like a joke. And, um, yeah, we're going to just leave it there with that one. But, um. Shout out to her. It ended up working in my favor. But, um, yeah. You have to be very careful with people who is doom and gloom. And this can go with people that you're dating, too. Especially now. Like, so you can date people that have a doom and gloom. And I feel like those type of people will be low-key wanting something from you. If I'm dating you and you're always, oh, I'm struggling... I'm going through this. You To me, I feel like you're low-key asking for a handout without asking for a handout. And in the situation I was in, this person was doom and gloom every day but was living the best life on Instagram. I was confused. I'm like, you're struggling, but you're living your best life. Like, which one is it? Which one is it for me? And that's when I had to remove myself from that situation. I'm like, you know what? This just ain't going to work. You're all about self. And I'm all about, you know, growing and evolving and partnership. And it's working one-sided. So I ended up 
and it was hard. And like I said, the joke is it's all fun and games so the dog gets sick. I ended up having to let that situation go. Um, it was toxic. There are other signs um, in a toxic relationship. Passive, aggressive behavior. Um, the person being volatile. Um, jokes that aren't really jokes. Um, walking on eggshell mentality. I hate that. If I have to walk on eggshells to be your damn friend, let alone your woman, you can have that one. Because I'm not here for that. I'm not walking on eggshells. And if you know me, you know I have a twisted sense of humor, but it's all out of love. I like to joke. I like to laugh. But I'm never going to joke with you on something that hits close to home. I'm never going to hit below the belt. I think once a person starts doing that in a friendship in a, and in a relationship, it's time to go. There's not enough love in the world for me to want to be with somebody and I'm unhappy. I'd rather be with a goldfish in the corner sitting in a rocking chair by myself than to be with somebody that's going to stress me the hell out. If you feel like you have to ask for permission and it's just constant exhaustion or you just start becoming isolated, you are in a toxic relationship. If you have to Google the signs of a toxic friendship or relationship, then yes, sis, you are in a toxic relationship. Now, friendships... Those hit differently. I remember when I was younger and a teacher came to me and was like, you know, the friends that you have now are not going to be the friends you have when you're like an adult. And I was like, that is a lie. We going to be friends forever. That teacher was right. That was some bullshit. Let me tell you something. I have two best friends that we have been best friends since the third grade and the eighth grade. And we are 33. My other friend is 34. We have been friends that long. Those are like my two consistent friends. Like when you see me, you see them half the time. At this point in my life, I have acquaintance, I have acquaintances, and I have you know, you can say friends. Oh, okay, you can say friends, but like your friend, friends, you have already made them in your lifetime. So when other people come along, and and people could think differently. I'm I'm not gonna say that people can think differently. I say all that to say. At 33, nobody's stressing me the hell out as a, a toxic friend. I don't have to lay down with you at nighttime. So that's definitely not going to happen. Um, so I feel like it's easier for me to remove you as a toxic friend now than it would have been maybe when I've been younger or when I was really pressed for friendship. Because um, now I'm like, nah, blocked. You got to go. But I did want to touch base on toxic friendships because you will be surprised if people are still battling their friends. I be seeing statuses with toxic friendships too online. I will never understand that. But different strokes, different folks. Um, those toxic friends, how to point them out, it's always about them and their problems. It's never about you. They don't respect you or your boundaries in every friendship or relationship, you have to set boundaries. I cannot stress that enough. You have to set 
boundaries. You have to have a family members too, because family members will walk all over you. Setting boundaries is very important. If you set boundaries and your friend is crossing those boundaries, it's a problem, and a conversation needs to happen. Um, I highlighted some. If they're always in drama, we're grown, but as adults, adults do have drama too. And, I mean, drama as in maybe that type of drama that may land you in jail the next day, you may not want to fool with that person because ain't nobody trying to catch a case um, over their damn friend as a grown-ass person. That's just me. Um, they're often, I don't know why I highlighted this, but they're often jealous of your friends, your other friends. I have never encountered that as an adult, but apparently it does happen. Sometimes your friends may not like that you have other friends outside of them. That is very toxic because we are not in elementary school. It is okay to mingle with other people outside of your comfort zone. You should encourage it. Um, For me, I'm somebody that doesn't really like change. So my point about having the same two friends since elementary and middle school was the fact that I don't tend to change up my circle of friends. I have a lot of people that I kiki with. I have a lot of friends, um, but my, my two close friends, like, they know me. Like the back of my hand, they we speak the same language, so we don't have these type of fro- these type of problems. And when we do, as adults, we're able to sit down and talk about it. Um, and I would hope that that would be the same thing for everybody, but it's not always the case. Um, if that friend it says they rarely apologize, look. I am not perfect. (laughs) I make mistakes just like anybody else. And I'm sure my friends do the same thing. If you can't apologize when you're wrong in a friendship, I'm not even talking about a relationship, but in a friendship, then yeah, it's toxic. Very toxic. They also um, added gossip regularly, which... I don't consider that toxic because, I mean, you got to have something to talk about. But I guess you kind of can watch how the conversation of gossip is going. um, Or if they're gossiping about you, you know. um, Yeah, maybe. But at the end of the day, if you can't be accountable for what you do wrong as a friend, then that's a conversation that needs to be had. Um. I got into it with one of my friends, like, yesterday. And it was just a miscommunication. And we were going back and forth. And, well, she's an acquaintance, but whatever. We were going back and forth, and it was just an issue of communication. And at the end of the day, we just sat, and I was just like, you're stubborn. She agreed. She said that I was stubborn. I agreed. She said, well, I didn't mean to say it this way. And I said, okay, I'll take that. And I didn't mean it this way. And I was like, I love you. I can't stand you, but I love you. And we both fell out laughing about it, and we kept it moving. That's how it should be. Take accountability for your 
mess and keep it moving. I can't stand people that harp on stuff because I have had toxic friends of the past that would low-key still be feeling away about a situation and wouldn't say anything about it. And I didn't even know they were still mad about it till like a year later. And I'm like, now we're not even friends. But had you have said that in the beginning, we could have said and had a conversation about it. And I guess people revert that back to signs have nothing to do with how if the person is a good or a bad friend. You're either a good friend or a shitty friend at the end of the day. We are adults. And I feel like anyone that is of an adult mentality um, and age is nothing but a number because there's a lot of childish people in their 50s. But I say that to say if you can't sit and have a conversation with your friend because you're going to bump heads. It may not be as frequent as, you know, you do in a relationship, or maybe it is, but you're going to bump heads. If you can't sit down and have that conversation, then mm-mm. no. No, sis. No. Mm-mm. That ain't the friend for you. If you do notice pretty clear and toxic traits in a friend, then it's time to have that conversation with them. You know your friend and what their mental and emotional triggers are. Um, Be very careful. Don't trigger. You got people that like to push buttons to push buttons. I can't stand that. If I'm your friend, I'm not going to push buttons on you that's going to make you spaz out. That's not a good friend. Um, Try to avoid that. Um, I, <laughs> a couple months ago, I have to be honest, I was talking to somebody and they purposely, purposely blocked me for like three days. And when they unblocked me, he said, oh, I just did it to did it. He was like, I just did it just to do it before you did it. I was like, what? First of all, I wasn't thinking that hard to block you. Second of all, why would I? And I'm like, third of all, you're older than me. So what is the problem? And the person had no explanation that was valid. I said, you know what? I blocked them and I kept it moving with my life. I said, I don't have time for these games. I'm grown as hell. We're like blocking you just to, to beat you to it. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Again, toxic people have no room. I don't know about y'all, but they have no room in my life in 2021. I just can't. I won't. I will block you today. I will still forgive you. I will block you today and wave at you tomorrow because I'm not going to have that negativity in my circle of peace. I don't function that way. So wrapping this up about toxic friendships and relationships, no friendship or relationship or situationship <laughs> is worth it if it's toxic. Communication is very key. Don't ignore the signs. Get out when it's draining you. Because stress will kill you. And toxic people will drain you like a battery. Treat your relationships, whether it's your friend, your boo thing, whoever... Like it's a marriage. The people who you allow in your circle of peace, 
should be just as equally yoked as you are. Think on that one. What is your foundation? God is the rock of my foundation. So within my circle of peace, everybody has the same foundation that I have. Therefore, we pray for each other. We encourage one another. And we forgive each other for our mistakes and our misfalls. And we don't hold it over each other's head. If, and again, if you got to Google your relationship or your friendship, mm, it's toxic, boo. So, that is that segment coming up next, y'all. I know, I know. I told y'all. I was coming back with some stuff. I I, I had y'all on hold for a week. But I came. I did my homework. And now we really about to get into it. So I'm going to take a pause. Because y'all know I'm the hardest working woman. Up at like 2 a.m. doing this. We're going to take a brief pause. And we're going to get into some music news. Find out why Summer Walker is still over it. Travis Scott and his shenanigans, and the things to watch of the week. It's live to keep from crying. I am your girl, Miss Mary A, and I'll be right back. Go get a drink. Welcome back, y'all. I told y'all it was a brief pause. I had to go get my drink. If you didn't know, the drink of the week is Roscato. Yes, baby. It's a red wine. It's very cheap. You can find it for like 10 to 20 bucks per bottle. It's, it's really sweet. It's called Roscato. It's my favorite wine, and it's perfect for this holiday season. If you just want to get you a little buzz. And you want to still keep it cute. And it's really cute if you want to use it for painting with a twist. I'm just putting that out there. So, we're here talking about entertainment news. And so, the first things first. Summer Walker dropped an album, y'all. I don't know if y'all knew that. But, yes. She dropped her second, her sophomore album, Still over it. And of course, your girl had to listen to it. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I like R&B. R&B, this is is for the R&B lovers, okay? She has a few little upbeat tunes on there. But Still Over It is basically her talking about all the shit that went down with her baby father london on the track um it came well it dropped november 5th and it's already doing really good on the charts with apple and spotify and check this out it is 22 let me let me get this right i'm sorry it's 20 songs so 20 songs on the album and let me tell you something Someone had a meme on Instagram talking about how this album will have your back up against the wall. You slide down and sad. Sad as hell. 
So allegedly, London had basically they broke up and he had her go through her pregnancy alone, allegedly, um, and made her baby mama number four. So people like Cardi B uh, chimed in and she has something to say and she actually starts the album off and she's like, this is your pregnancy, um, enjoy it, don't let nobody, you know, put a rain on your shine because allegedly the other girl, I guess she was messing with her baby daddy and they was, it was like an aha moment. They were trying to laugh in her face about it. The full tea, um, it, when I, when I did the research on it, I guess they had been breaking up, getting back together since 2019, I believe. And so he has three other baby mothers, allegedly, and he's done this before. And that's what she says on the album. So, Cardi comes on there. It sounds like a voicemail message. And she basically was just kind of giving her words of wisdom. You know, she'd been there, done that before, so she understood. But she was like, put your pain in your music. And if you listen to each track, so I got a few that I like. X for a reason. I've been playing it, like, every day. And I was going to edit the clip in the podcast, but... I don't want any copyright issues, so I don't know if I'm allowed to do that, so I ain't going to do that, but X for a reason is a little bop, and it has JT and City Girls on the track, and it's real fun, real cute, real upbeat, um, Throw It Away is another good song that I really like, um, Circus and Insane was real cute. And then, Kurt, of course, I can't talk today. Of course, she has a song called Toxic. And that's what we've been talking about tonight with Little Dirk. And I'm telling y'all, she goes through each track telling a story. It's real intimate. And she basically said that she wanted people to learn from her mistakes. And I'm telling you, when you listen to each track... You be like, damn, I hear it. And I probably have been through this situation before. Then she has a prelude, fourth baby mama. And that's when Summer goes off on London. We know it's about London. And she goes off saying, you know, I I didn't sign up to be a fourth baby mama. We were supposed to do this together. You said you was ready. Then she goes off on his mama and... It's a lot. So, if you land in your bed, or if you just up chilling, taking a bubble bath, or whatever. Wherever you at, and you want something to listen to that's like a vibe from start to finish. Then Still Over It by Summer Walker is for that moment. Because it's giving you everything you need. And then it ends, check this out. It ends with Sierra's prayer, y'all. And I'm telling you, Sierra's praying to God, asking um, him to send her somebody who's going to, you know, basically be there for her for the good, for the bad, send her a good man, all that good stuff. I don't know if this was the prayer she had before she got with Russell. I don't know. But it's very encouraging. It gives you that old school R&B vibe, like at the end, so... 
Yes. Still over it. I would give it. I would say a four out of five star. I'm not giving it a five because there was some songs that you know I kind of skipped over. I still haven't found an R&B album that I could play from front to back without skipping songs. But all in all, it was a good quality uh, project. Um, and then check this out. So then, when the album dropped, everybody went to London's page on social media because y'all know we live in the time of cancel culture and they started uh canceling him saying how could you do this the summer um you a f boy for being like that i mean this ain't nothing new these rappers and producers do it all the time but you know people got on the man's page and you know i saw that um he made like a little post saying, oh, the album's out. Go stream it. Now, when I was doing my research on the album and looking up the songs, I can't break down 20 songs for y'all because we'd be here all night. Just go listen to the album. But London on the track produced, I think he produced a lot of records on this album. I could be wrong, but looking on Wikipedia and I have it here now. The, his name credit is in a lot of these songs as the producer. So, I don't know how that works. So, I mean, of course, they probably have to co-parent together. And, you know, the bag stays in the house. I don't know. I just thought that was very, you know, interesting that they both had to, they both had the the producer credits on there. I mean, girls, get your bags, your things, do whatever you got to do. But I did find that funny. I'm like, well, damn. He produced all these songs, and she's talking about him. So, at the end of the day, you never really know uh, what these celebrities' relationships, you know, what the current status is. Maybe it's water under the bridge now. Maybe they resolved it. I don't know. Um... But Rolling Stone is giving her four out of five stars. Uh, she's pretty much getting a nine out of ten. She's getting high scores for this album. This is a good body of work. And shout out to Cardi B because you know, I thought that was a really good opener, and she would know firsthand. Like you know, people always gonna criticize other people's relationships, but you never know what's going on. Um, unless you are in that relationship. So then the other girl, I guess she's a big mama, allegedly chimed in. And she said, Summer, I like the song. Y'all don't got to tag me no more. It's cool. Go stream that-ish. It's the first song on the album, Bitter. And then she starts going in on Cardi. But I'm like, girl, bye. I mean, what nobody even probably checking for you as the problem you know a hit dog will holla i don't know her name is uh what is her name i don't know her name ebony i don't know she deleted her page so she said all that ebony is a <laughs> ebony ivory that is her instagram name um but yeah she tweeted in she said hey this song is about me i don't Know you why you want to sign up and say, hey, 
I was the side piece in the situation. I was the problem. I don't get that, but that's 2021. Um, but she said she liked the song, and she's just not too happy about Cardi B narrating the song. So, I, I don't know. Um, I'm not here for the cyberbullying, I will say that, but cancer culture, y'all know how that goes. They will cancel you and you're done. And speaking of cancel culture, let's get into Travis Scott. So, hmm. So, allegedly, I have to say allegedly because I don't like coming after me. But, Travis Scott, um, I don't know. I don't know if Drake performed. But, Travis Scott had a concert. It was Astroworld. And I guess the crowd, like, trampled over some people. And then the ambulance couldn't get to the people. And then people died. I think it's at 9 now. Someone just died. I just seen, was it the shade room? I don't know. Nine people have died. And a lot of people are still injured. And I guess they're causing, or they're saying that Travis Scott is the blame. Basically because he didn't stop it. They said that he kept going when those people got trampled. And then after the fact, him him and Drake threw a party. So there are like 112 lawsuits being filed. Um, People are saying that Live Nation, allegedly that Live Nation Drake and Travis Scott are <laughs> to blame. For these people dying. And that's really messed up. Um, <clears throat> do I think he's the blame? No. Um, I don't think necessarily it's the artist's job for crowd control. Um, but as an artist, you want to make sure the people that pay to see you are okay. And not being injured. You shouldn't be, people shouldn't be dying at your concert. Um... Then he, he did a video, and they said the video was bullshit, allegedly. I haven't seen the video. He did do an apology. Um, They were mad that he had filters in the video. And all this little extra stuff. And I'm just like, wow. I believe that if you were sincere about an apology, about people dying at your show, you don't have time to make filters in the video. I don't know. I'm always using filters. It, it just looks better. I don't have to, but I mean, I just don't think that maybe in that moment it was necessary to edit a video, and and I'm pretty sure it probably was his publicist. But Travis is currently canceled by the cancel culture, I believe. Uh, was it Scissor Caesar? Played his music at one of her shows. I seen the video. People was booing the hell out of Travis. Um, then they started going off on Kylie. Because I think she was doing some extra stuff. Like posting photos allegedly while the ambulance was there. It's a whole shit show that's going down right now with Travis Scott. Allegedly. Um, so, here's my thing. And, I, I, and, and y'all got to help me with this one. Why the hell was all those people at a concert during COVID? Like, during COVID. Like, COVID is still real. I saw no mask. It was that part for me. Because I 
purposely. I I personally would not have been there, but to each his own. That was my first thing when I saw it. But it's really sad that all those people lost their lives attending a show of someone they liked to see, and no one was checking on them to make sure they were okay. Why wasn't the venue security doing their job? Like I said, I didn't see the whole video. Now, I did talk to my homegirl. Shout out to Rodrika. Hey, boo. She was telling me that that whole performance looked real devilish. Again, I didn't see it. Um, It looked real uh, satanic or whatever they were saying. And it was a lot of crazy stuff that was happening. And I was just like, wow. So, if anybody has the video, anybody has the links, send them to me so I can see. This is all stuff that I've allegedly heard. I did see him say sorry, but I really scrolled the clip because it did look like a, a whack apology. But maybe it was sincere. I mean, I don't know. Send it to me. Put it in my DM. Follow me. Laugh to keep from crying podcast on IG. I had to put that little plug in. But yeah, so as of now, Travis Scott is canceled. And 6ix9ine may have more fans than him right now. Because as I went on his page, because y'all know, I really had to see. He hasn't posted anything lately, but people are already trolling him. They're like, he has 43 million followers. Unfollow him and. I don't think the man needs to be canceled, but there do need to be some precautions put in place at these concerts, fans acting rambunctious, and they're not anybody there to control that is a problem. I can't sing not now one of his songs. I'm sorry. Um, I just known him as Kylie's baby daddy, but I guess he's something that's popping for the kids. So, hey. Siege is on. Um, so yeah, that is your music news. I don't know if anybody else dropped any other music. If it's artists that you want me to check out, please hit my DM so I can check them out. Because again, your girl just be listening to Megan, Beyonce, listen to Sweetie. I kind of just been listening to the same stuff. Summer Walker, I listened to a little bit of her. Um, who else have I been listening? Division. Oh, I didn't even know that was a group. I didn't know that was two people. Um, that's it. So I kind of like no one's really besides the Summer Walker album. Oh, Jasmine Sullivan, but she will. Oh, she will sing the pain right out of you. That's who I've been listening to. I haven't really been listening to anybody uh, quite new. So, I definitely got to keep my eyes open. Uh, Music is so different now, you know. (laughs) And I'm a Beyonce stan. So, if it's not coming from the camp, the girl ain't really focused. But, hey. So, on to... TV reviews. Insecure, y'all. Can we get into Insecure right now? Can we get into Insecure right now? Alright, so 
It's Kira's back for his final season. We're on season five. It's episode three. Spoiler alert. Please fast forward if you haven't seen it. Or if you've never watched it before, you may want to turn me down. But my girl Issa Rae is starring in Insecure. And the last episode was not doing it for me. It wasn't giving me what I wanted it to give me. Um, This episode was basically... So, last season, Issa and Lawrence got back together. They decided they were going to be together. He was dating somebody else. And then... You know, they they finally came back and they connected. Well, as he's talking about this possible job, moving to San Francisco, um, Cordoza hits him up and is like, I'm pregnant. And so we really didn't know what was gonna happen. We knew she was really we knew Issa was really hurt by the situation. But that's how they left us. They left us with that cliffhanger. So in this episode, the first episode of season five was them not necessarily going back to that moment. But Issa went to like this speaking engagement at Stanford with the girls. And we kind of learned about like how they were in college the goals they had, et cetera, et cetera. I call that a filler episode. And then um, now we're to the point addressing the issue with Lawrence and this baby. So I guess, the, well, I don't guess, but the woman ended up having the baby. So now I'm trying not to drop too much in case people really haven't seen it, but this is my show. So... It okay, so now Lawrence is co-parenting. Issa's like, look, I don't want to be with you. I had time to think, and I can't do this. And so we saw Lawrence in a different light. We saw him co-parenting with his one. The baby was born. He had no clue as to things that was going on. I guess he hadn't been going to the appointments. He's like, you're leaving me out of the dark. And the woman is like, you know, you check in when you check in, but you, you don't really do much. And then she was kind of taking control over making decisions for the baby. They named the baby like Elijah Mustafa. It was like a joke with that. And we saw Lawrence step into this role of being a father. Now, if you've watched Insecure from season one, in the beginning, Lawrence was sitting on her couch. He wasn't doing nothing. He didn't work. He wasn't motivated. He he wanted to start his own app, but he didn't know how to do it. That's when Issa and him started having issues. He wasn't acknowledging her birthday. He just was whack. Like, and so she cheated on him. They broke up. Then he became like this F boy that was just messing with anybody and anything in sight. It was a hot ass mess. So during that time, he was messing with different girls, basically figuring his shit out. He was really pissed with Issa, and so for a long time, they wasn't seeing eye to eye. But he, they messed around, I think, like one time, it was really awkward, and that was it. 
but you could tell he was really hurt at the fact that she cheated on him, which was messed up, but after she did all that, she kind of realized she was in love with him, she wanted to be with him, because they had been together for five years, so, speed back up to <laughs> last uh, Sunday's episode, we saw, I feel like he's, He's hurt, he's missing Issa, and, but then I also feel like he's stepping into fatherhood and realizing the things that actually matter. Now, his baby mama, I'm really not feeling her. I didn't like her when they got together and couldn't find out um, her and Issa actually knew each other and they didn't know that Lawrence was the mutual person that, you know, I, did, I, I just didn't like her. So, like, this episode was basically... Showing him in the father figure light of them trying to co-parent. And then he finally snaps at the end and she snaps. And I don't think, uh uh-oh, I'm sorry. I don't even think Sis understood the assignment because she was over there stressing. But he still was living his best life. And then it ends with him being on a flight and the flight going through turbulence. And I think that was like his aha moment. Like, okay. We got to figure this out. Um, so, and what makes me so mad about this show is it's only 24 minutes long. So, you're like, damn, can the show be longer? Because I, I be needing more to happen, and it really doesn't. And so, now we got to wait till this week to see what happens. Because I really want to see a conversation that they have, but... Looking at this with it being the last season, these last few episodes, I don't even see him and Issa actually getting back together. And if I was her, I probably wouldn't because it's we mm-mm, you didn't have a baby, and no, 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 that's just more baggage to the situation. Like I really had high hopes for them. I wanted them to be together, um, because they had so much history. But with him having this baby, I don't know. I can see Issa trying to go back and get with Nathan, which he is so cute. Um, and I like how in the previous season they talked about him and his mental health issues. It came out that he was bipolar. So I'm really going to miss this show. I hope we get into more of what their conclusion is going to be. I know there's not many episodes left. Um... But I'm excited to see how this story ends. I'm sad that it's ending, but I'm excited to see how they're going to close the chapter on everything. Um, You can kind of, like, as I'm watching it, I get the feeling like, yeah, this is over with. So let's end this chapter this way. I was interested to see how her and Molly were going to resolve the issues. I think they resolved it once they got robbed when they went to Stanford that weekend. Because things were still kind of awkward with them. So if you've been watching... You saw that Issa and Molly were having issues in their friendship. They wasn't really connected and vibing like they normally did. There was a big fight um, at Issa's event. They got into it. Molly was low-key tripping because Issa asked her man for the hookup to get that person to perform at that block party. She was really pissed about that. And I really wasn't, I wasn't feeling Molly. Like, now I guess she's okay. But if you've watched it from the beginning, Molly had a lot of issues going on within herself. And she really wasn't trying to hear it. And I guess she was kind of calling Issa a bad friend. But 
I feel like, and I guess talking tonight about toxic friendships, their friendship started to become very toxic. And I feel like they were skating around the issue and they weren't talking and communicating properly. So all that built up to the block party. And we saw that at the end of, what was that, the end of season was it last season? That was we saw that in the beginning of last season. We saw um what that looked like. So Insecure is a really great show. I would say this is more for the ladies. I mean, guys can watch it too. When I saw it, the first episode, Issa was like working for a nonprofit organization and the kids were there asking her are you married? When are you going to have kids? Like, it was all that coming with age that a person has right before they turn 30. And I was like, wow, this is like head on. And then as I seen the story start to unfold, I was at first I was like, is she ratchet? I mean, it it's a whole Cali vibe. I've never been to California, and that's on like my bucket list to go. But it's like a whole Cali vibe, and it just... It made sense. The music has people from Cali in it, typically. Um, it's, what is it, Inglewood. It's like that whole setting. It's, it's a vibe. So, if you haven't had a chance to check out Insecure, I need y'all to go get HBO Max. Um, and I need y'all to watch that because it's, it's really good. Especially if you have nothing else to do. You sitting at home. Right now, it's after 5 o'clock. It's the weekend. If you're not going nowhere and you're still social distancing, it's perfect. Just to put it on. They like 24-minute episodes. I remember binge-watching it in maybe like a day and a half. And I remember it was on season 3. And I was like, oh my god, these episodes are not long enough. And I'm telling you, it to me, it just felt like a, like a, a ladies' night out vibe party even though it's not that and there's other issues that happen um i think insecure is a great show and it came um at the perfect time i know for me it did i can't speak for other people um it's definitely for the ladies um i mean i can see guys watching it too um but yeah insecure is a really good show and like I said, I'm still waiting on my P Valley to return. <laughs> Stars got some good shows. Um, another show that I've been watching is BMF, and I have to double check because a little birdie told me that Stars be kind of like um copywriting when you're talking about their their shows and their episodes. So I'm going to double check and fact check my sources before I get into that but in the meantime I need y'all to catch up on BMF I need y'all to also catch up on all the powers because I don't care because I'm gonna be talking about that real soon uh power force is coming back with Tommy's show um the trailer dropped I shared it on Instagram it comes back in February. I want to say it was February 22nd, but don't quote me. It's coming back in February. And I'm excited and I'm ready for that. And what else do I got? You know, I got my little note board. Um, mm. 
the Zeus Network. Y'all, <laughs> so the Zeus Network has those shows that, I don't want to say ratchet. No, but they, they have some really good shows on there. Um, The Rolling Ray and Bobby Light's conversation episode was a whole troll session. Oh my gosh. I don't even I don't even know how to talk about that. I'm gonna have to have my homegirl perhaps come and talk about that with me, Drika, because that was a lot. It was funny as hell. If you know who Roland Ray is, then you know. And if you watch Love and Hip Hop, then you know who Bobby Lights is. That's Trina's cousin. Roland Ray is in a wheelchair and he trolls people online and he has a following. I guess he was on Catfish. I think he was doing the Catfish allegedly. I don't know. I didn't see the episode. But him and Bobby had a conversation. The conversation is produced by Ray J and Princess and it was a shade fest. That probably was inappropriate because like why is he arguing with someone who's handicapped? I don't know. People do stuff for ratings, I know. But it was hilarious. And part one aired um what did it air? It aired Sunday. And part two airs this Sunday. So I'm going to get into that the next episode. Cause like I said, that's a big pill to swallow. I need y'all to go watch it on the Zeus channel. And then Real Chance, One More Chance is back. He's still looking for love. I need y'all to watch that too. It's a lot that happens on the Zeus Network. I love the Zeus Network. I'm telling y'all. It be having uncensored. If you like reality TV like I do. A lot of people are like, ugh. How can you watch reality TV? It's so fake. Like, whatever. Like, it, it's been a long week. I want to laugh at other people's problems that are not mine. So, we'll cover the the Roland Ray and Bobby Light's conversation. And we will cover One More Chance next week. Because that is a whole segment on its own. And I done gave y'all a lot of time this week. I feel like we done made up for missing that one week. And then, um, The Real Housewives of Potomac. I wanted to review that, but I'm sorry, y'all. I have not watched the reunion. I might have a few episodes I need to wrap up before I can talk about it. So, I may call my homegirl to come and have a conversation with me about those specific shows. Um, just so that I give y'all some good quality content. And they give you time to watch it. I'm telling you. If I'm telling you to watch a movie, if I'm telling you to watch a show, then 9 out of 10 is pretty good. If you know me, I'm the movies girl. I'm the girl that goes to the movies two, three times a week. I like to watch movies. That's my thing. That's my lane. That's what I do. And yeah, um, I've seen a lot of good movies. And there's a lot of good movies that's getting ready to drop on Netflix then I'm getting ready to review. Kevin Hart has a movie that's dropping um, this month. 
with Wesley Snipes. And that movie looked good as hell. I was like, okay, Wesley, I see you. I'm here for it. They're playing brothers. And it's a lot of shit that goes down. And I cannot wait to review that. And Holly Berry is in a movie too coming out on Netflix. So Netflix is definitely stepping their game up, which they should, because they're always changing the price on the membership. So, yes. So, um... I'll be reviewing those this month definitely for y'all. Y'all know that we are in our holiday season. Thanksgiving is coming up. What are you thankful for? What are your Thanksgiving plans? What is that dish that you got to have for Thanksgiving? That good old comfort food. I want to know. I know for me, people love when I fry my turkey. But I'm trying to low-key get out of cooking. Um, I love my sweet potato pie. But I'm not making it. I can make it. But I don't want to make it. I be tired at the end of the day. So, I need to know who's making the good stuff for dinner. Because I don't think I'm really trying to cook this Thanksgiving. I'm just trying to show up. And... Yeah, be a guest. So, what are we eating for Thanksgiving? Let me know. What are your Thanksgiving traditions? What are you thankful for? I need y'all to let me know. Hit me up on Instagram. Laugh to keep from crying the podcast. Or you can follow me at Ms. Mary. That's M-Z-M-A-R-Y underscore baby. That's B-A-B-Y. At Instagram, follow me, send me a DM, let's have a conversation. Um, I'm here every Friday after 6, um, or you can catch me on the weekend. I'm going to try to get y'all some bonus content. That is the goal. Y'all know I be doing the most. I be having all these jobs, don't judge me. Um, So... <laughs> I hope y'all enjoyed tonight's show. I hope I gave you what it was supposed to be given. Um, Make sure you download. Tell a friend. Um, This is new for me. This is episode two. It's down, baby. It's down. It's done. She did that. I did. Um, It was fun. Hopefully y'all had some fun too. Toxic friendships and relationships shenanigans y'all know how it is um let me know feedback is breakfast food for a champion so let me know how i'm doing let me know how i can improve let me know what you want to hear let me know what you want to talk about it is your girl miss mary e i'm saying make it a great day or not the choice is yours have a blessed safe weekend don't do nothing i would not do but if you do tag me in it so i can see it bye i will see y'all later have a great weekend